Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Ask God for a Sign of His Favor. Psalm 86.17 says this, Show me a sign of your favor. One of the ways we can gain confidence in who we are is to ask God for a sign. Gideon did this in Judges 6, verses 36 through 40. It says this, So Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, look, I shall put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said. And it was so. When he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece together, he wrung the dew out of the fleece a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, Do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece, But on all the ground, let there be dew. And God did so that night. It was dry on the fleece only, but there was dew on all the ground. You know, I love Gideon. Gideon, as you know, is one of my favorite characters in the Bible. I talk about him a lot. You know, I look at who God used in the Bible and it encourages me. And the story of Gideon in Judges 6, 7, and 8, those chapters is so fascinating a victim-minded Gideon gets a word from an angel, a word from God saying, you're a mighty warrior, He that he had what it took, that he was a great leader, he would save a nation. At first he just argued with that, but he finally got hope. And you know, when, you, when God starts speaking to us and telling us who we are, telling us that that our life is destined for more than just survival, more than just paying the bills. And, you know, we're looking for that breakthrough. You know, one of the things that can help us push us over the top in believing who God says we are is by asking him for a sign. And this is what what Gideon did. And he went from the ridiculous when he heard the word of the Lord that he was a mighty warrior, he thought it was ridiculous. He went from that point to the possible. And when he started entertaining that, that's where he asked God for a sign. And then it became probable and, and there was more confirmations in the story and he became fully convinced. He, he even had negative church growth from 30,000 down to 300. And, and he believed. And so where are you today? What's God saying to you? What, what great promise or influence is he putting on your heart? As, as you're growing in that, as your faith is getting ignited, as your hope is getting ignited, then that's where you can say, Lord, give me a sign. Give me a sign that's irrefutably from you. There's another great story in the Bible where Hezekiah He had a promise that his life was going to be extended. And in 2 Kings 20, verses 8 and 9, it says this, And Hezekiah said to Isaiah, What is the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I shall go up to the house of the Lord the third day? 
Then Isaiah said, this is the sign to you from the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing which he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees or backwards 10 degrees? And what happened was that the sun went backwards. It's also told in Isaiah 38, this story. So Hezekiah, because the story goes that, that Isaiah went and said, hey, put your affairs in order, your life is over. And when he left, you know, Hezekiah cried out to the Lord when he left. God said, and God changed his mind and said, you got 15 years more of your life. And that's where Hezekiah asked for this sign to help him believe. Now, you know, God has maybe given you a promise that he's going to take care of your children, your adult children. Maybe it's a financial thing. Maybe it's a physical thing. Maybe it's a, uh, a great plan or direction that's risky for you. And that's really where we can say, Lord, give me a sign. Now, there's some things to know about, about this, you know, and I'll share some cautions in a moment, but let me just share a story that happened to me. In the early 90s, I was pastoring a church in central Nevada, and I was discouraged. It was my first pastorate. I had a promise. My wife, Wendy, and I, we both had a promise that that we were to go there. We had clear direction. We were confident in that. But then circumstances began to really chip away at that confidence. Negative circumstances, uh, things weren't happening as fast, financial issues, etc. People, people were leaving the church. And I just told the Lord, I said, God, I, I, I need something from you. I need a word. I need a sign for me to continue in this role. And I had a thought, as a good thought, Steve, I haven't called you to fail. I've called you to succeed. It, it was good. It, it didn't overcome my discouragement. And I was meditating on that. I don't even tell anybody. I go to a pastor prayer meeting and I share with them that I'm battling discouragement. And they gather around me. And the first person who prays for me out of his mouth he says this, Father, I thank you that you haven't called Steve to fail, but you've called him to succeed. That was such a powerful moment. That was a sign. I mean, that was really one of the most important moments of my life. And that was a sign from God that he was with me. Whew. And I began to fight with that word. And, you know, 1 Timothy 1.18 says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. And I began fighting with that word, that sign. It, 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 it gave me confidence for my assignment. Now, here are some areas where we can ask God for a sign of his favor. Number one, with our loved ones. We can pray, God, please give me a sign. Your hand is on the life of this loved one, that you're doing things in them that will help build my faith concerning their lives. Number two, direction and assignment. We can pray, Lord, please confirm this is what I'm supposed to do. And the greater the risk we take is the greater the sign we need. And this goes actually goes into the third one, risky decisions. Father, I need a big sign for this risky decision that I am feeling led to do. 
Now here's some positive qualities of those who ask for and believe they will see signs of God's favor, direction, and promises. You know, if you're that kind of a person who would do it, here, here's, here's some qualities that would describe you. Number one, you will live, you are living in a more childlikeness and wonder in your spiritual walk. If you're asking for signs, there's childlikeness and wonder because you're looking. Number two, you will see where God is moving and where the supernatural is happening. John 4.35 says, Jesus said, do you, do you not say four months and then the harvest? I say, look up and see the fields are white. Those who ask for signs are looking up and they're going to see where God's moving. And thirdly, people who ask for, uh, for signs, they are people of hope who expect to see the goodness of the Lord in their lives. Psalm 27, 13 says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And you know, part of seeing the goodness of the Lord is just is supernatural, unusual signs that God is with us. Now here's a, here's a couple cautions to mention re, regarding asking God for a sign. Here's two of them. Number one, don't allow a sign to cause you to make choices clearly contrary to Scripture. You know, whatever the sign is, if it's going to have us violate the clear commands of God, uh, don't take heed to that sign. And number two, use supernatural signs as a part of a healthy decision-making process, not as the only thing that we do in our decision-making process. Wow. Psalm 86, 17. Show me a sign of your favor. Let's join the psalmist right now. You are listening to this. Let's join them and pray that. Lord, show me a sign of your favor. Show me a sign today, this week, this coming week. You know, sometimes we, we, we don't get a sign because we just haven't asked. James 4.2 says, you don't have because you don't ask. Wow, 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 wow. Lord, we ask you for a sign. I ask you for a sign for this one who's listening. A, a great confirmation that you are with them. A great confirmation of your leading them in specific directions. A great confirmation that your hand is upon those that they love. Father, give them a sign even for their nation that they can have great hope for their nation. Give them a sign of their significance and importance. Give them a sign even in an area of personal struggle, personal weakness. Give them a sign that you are there with them and you are going to help them through that. Give them a sign that you're going to provide for that need in their life. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. This is Steve Backlin here reminding you that we are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people, people who do not have hope. And once we get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. I believe this, after love, hope is the most powerful leadership and influential quality there is. Our hope level determines our influence level, and he who has the most hope has the most influence. 
in Isaiah, excuse me, in Ezekiel 37, God showed Ezekiel a valley of very dry bones, and he asked him a question. Ezekiel, can these bones live? He basically said, hey, Ezekiel, what do you think? Because what you think is going to determine what I can do. He told Ezekiel to prophesy to those bones. He didn't say, Ezekiel, step aside, watch me prophesy. No, he said, you prophesy. Because God has to partner with somebody who has hope to accomplish his will. God partners with people who are unreasonably optimistic. And remember this, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Nehemiah 8.10 I believe this, that our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our lives. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle. Pretty much for everybody who's listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. Joy in a more convenient season, I will call for you. Now, you know what? There's, there's great verses in 1 Thessalonians 5 where it says, you know, pray without ceasing and everything give thanks. Rejoice always. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. And so today, you know, maybe you feel too tired. Maybe there's too many uh, uh, unresolved circumstances, too much uncertainty, too much bad news on the television. Listen, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let's stir it up. Let's, let's rejoice in Him. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I bless you in the name of Jesus. And I say this. God is going to give you supernatural signs in your life that's going to make a huge difference. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.